your healing after going through trauma she'll make you laugh Edna Estrada if you're going through trauma you need Edna as your trauma life coach Edna Thank you for having me, Edna. So thrilled to be here. So I am Daphne and I'm coming to you from the South Island of New Zealand. And um, I work with soul-led visionary women around the globe and help them feel safe, solid and secure to share their magic with the world so they can make more money and create the lifestyle they want for their families. And what I know to be true is that we as women have gifts. We come into this life with gifts to share with the world to help others. Um, you could call it medicine if you like, you know, to help others on their life path. And we do it for free for a lot of the time. And what I find is that what I know for myself and for other women who I work with is that when we do that for free, we are trapped because we are working a job to pay the bills. We're busy with family. And so we're not actually able to help so many people with our gifts. And when we can feel safe, solid and secure to ask for money for those gifts, we can help more people. And the people we help can then go out and help more people. So I like to say that I help more women help more women. I love that. I love that so much. Danny, I'm going to start off with a, a deep question right off the bat, because as soon as you say the word money to me, I feel like almost every woman I've talked to as a trauma life coach, I feel like money is the one thing that it's kind of like the domino effect. It, it always gets affected. I mean, some women have uh, relationship problems. Some women have uh, eating problems. Some have it all, but money is always at the center of it. I feel like what, what do you, what do you think about, about, Bear with me as I try to gather my thoughts. <laughs> what do you think women can do to kind of heal that relationship around money? Or where does it even come from? Why money? How we do one thing is how we do everything. So if we are going through trauma in relationships or with our food or in other areas of life, we also are going through that with money. Money is energy. And yet we put so much value on it. And a lot of it, in my opinion, comes down to our self-worth and our belief in our deservability. So do we deserve to have money? And sometimes when we are in toxic, abusive relationships, money is something that is withheld from us as a means of controlling us. And that compounds our belief in our not deserving it. So one way we can fix that is by actually acknowledging that money is energy. So when I purchase something from you, Edna, you're giving me your wisdom, your coaching, your whatever, and I'm giving you money. That's the energy I'm exchanging with you. So it's like we're swapping. Right. 
So how can money be your friend? How can it be my friend? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't, I would, I've never thought of money as, as a friend. You know, if you think about it, how can you be a good girlfriend to money? If money was your lover, your ideal lover. Okay. How would you relate to it? Would you appreciate it? Would you be like, oh, look, thank you so much, money. You've come to me and now I can give you to Edna so that she can help me. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I mean, you wouldn't treat a, a, a boyfriend or a, a friend bad, like, or talk to it whenever you felt like it or, yeah. Or I mean, ignore I'm, it. Or ignore it. And yeah. another really key thing we can do is acknowledging it. So actually being really, really grateful, like you find a penny on the street or a cent or a dime or whatever, wherever you are, you find some money on the street, pick it up, thank the universe for it. It doesn't matter if it's only a dime, it's money that has been given to you. And the more grateful we are, the more we will receive. I see. And so would you say it's fair to say um, we start with feeling gratitude and kind of like accepting the energy of it and that would kind of trickle down to us maybe being able to ask for a raise. I know as a woman that, that I haven't had a traditional job in a while, but the idea of asking for a raise is terrifying to me. Just walking into like my boss's office and saying, Hey, I, I think I'm worth more than this. I just don't, I can't even imagine doing that now. I remember a client of mine a few years ago and she was doing an amazing job in her job. Like she was really working above and beyond what was expected and not being paid well for it. And she got offered a pay rise that I remember her saying to me, it was like equivalent of a loaf of bread a week was what they'd offered her and that was just making her feel more less appreciated than she already did by her boss right so we had a whole coaching session around how she could have a courageous conversation with her boss and tell him share with him how it made her feel and how unappreciated she felt she ended up coming out of that conversation with thousands of dollars in a raise wow that's amazing all because she went in there knowing that she was going to be really vulnerable and share how his offer made her feel how she had already been feeling not well appreciated in her work um, and not valued by her boss and that minimal pay rise made her feel even less you know what, this is making me wonder, like how many of us um, kind of don't say anything at all. And then we end up doing things out of resentment. Like I know when I feel like I'm doing something and I'm not being uh, like, I'm not feeling like somebody is grateful for what I'm doing. I get, I feel resentive, right? Resentful, excuse me. Yeah. And it's easy to do that, isn't it? Because you feel like you're begrudgingly doing it for them. Where and this is coming back to what I shared before about what, how I help my clients ask for money 
for helping. And I, you know, I imagine you when you first started as a coach, a lot of coaches struggle with asking for money. Um, I had to get a coach to coach me through that. (laughs) Exactly. That's what we need, right? Because it's really hard because again, as coaches, most of the time we've been coaching without realizing what we were doing for a very long time. So when we decide to do it professionally, it's really hard to ask for money. And this is what I help my woman with, my my people with, right? It is, it's, it's about asking for what we're worth and acknowledging, and that comes back to our belief in self. You know, how do you believe you're worth and how how would one even get started with that if say from the time you were a baby you're you've been told you're not good enough maybe by your own mother or you know uh, your parental figure and now you're older how do you even start to believe well yeah I'm worth asking for this much or I, I where I grew up, there was a lot of poverty and there, I do feel like there is a connection between how um, the norm of how children are raised and that like poverty line, you know, it's okay to like hit your kid and I'm not bagging on anybody's parenting style, but it's just a lot more common where like somewhere where I grew up in an inner city to be like, okay, yeah, hit your kids, tell them, don't ask for anything, don't, don't talk, be quiet, you know? And then those areas do have an above average um, poverty line. So I'm wondering how, how would someone that, that's been going through this for just their entire life, basically, even get started with believing in themselves and believing they're worthy of, of money? The first step for me is trust. Do you trust yourself that you have got your own back? Do you trust yourself enough to go and ask that boss for a raise? Do you trust yourself enough to stand up for yourself and ask for what you want? Even if it's as simple as, you know, you get home from work. I'm really tired. Could you please make me a cup of tea? Do you trust yourself to ask someone to do that for you? Or do you just go and make it yourself? Because mm. what our self-worth is based on our confidence. How confident do we feel? Now, for me, what I've come to realize is that we trust ourselves to have our back, to do what's right for us, not to be always giving for other people, but to be like, actually, I need to sit down and have a cup of tea now before I do that thing for you because I'm tired. And you trust yourself enough to do that. So it's like you've put this little this little block of comfort, of trust there. And then on top of that, you can feel more confident then. Well, I backed myself then. I asked for what I wanted. And trust and confidence go hand in hand. And so you build it by evidence. Yes, I asked for what I wanted. I can trust myself to do that in that situation. Can I trust myself here? It sounds like a muscle. Like you have to train it like a muscle and start small. Yes, start really small. Okay, I I really like that. I 
you know that 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 reminds me of um I had read a book a while about a while back about integrity and it it, it talks about how we our integrity starts within, right? When we lie to ourselves, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning. I'm going to start my diet on Monday. And then we don't. And how on earth do we expect people to be honest with us and keep their word toward us when we can't even keep it for ourselves? So do you trust yourself to keep the promises you've made to yourself? Okay. I had, this is something to think about. And this is why I think it's so important for Women, I mean, men too, but I, I, I think it's so important for women to find coaches and women who know what they're doing and have been there because this is like clarity, what you're giving us, <laughs> at least me right now, I feel it, clarity. Because trust, you know, if you don't trust yourself, you can't trust anyone else. And if you can't trust yourself, then how do you feel safe anywhere? And if you can't trust yourself and feel safe with yourself, then how are you going to get past the trauma that other people have inflicted on you? Oh, my gosh. That is such a good point. And I, you know, like I have been there in my life where I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I've lived this. I've learned this by experience and with coaches to help me and guide me, right? When I didn't feel safe, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust that when I walked into that situation, I would protect myself. Because we can't outsource that. It starts within us. Right. It's like love. You know, we've heard the old adage, if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people. You've got to love yourself first, right? And yet we as women get the message, well, you just have to look after everybody else and put yourself last. So we're almost like we're taught that love starts with you, but then we're told that we need to do the exact opposite. Right. Dami, I'm wondering... Are there any exercises or anything one can start? Because I think about myself, I I wouldn't have even known how to get started. And it's been such a while since I started my healing journey. Off the top of your head, is there any exercises people can start to do to kind of build that muscle, that trust? Well, trust and love and confidence all go hand in hand, right? Now we've brought them all into the picture. So one really really easy thing well it's not easy it's simple but it's not easy every time you see yourself in the mirror smile at yourself look yourself in the eye and tell yourself that you love you I love that you know it's not easy for us to do when we first start doing it because many of us when we're you know starting out on our healing journey or you know a little way down it that's really hard to do. And to so it's not easy, yet it's simple. If you can get into the habit of doing that as a really, you know, I love you, I trust you, and affirm that 
every time you see your face in a mirror or a window or a you know you're walking past a store on the street and you see your reflection in the mirror look yourself in the eye I love you I trust you you're, you're absolutely right to to believe that right it's it's simple but it's hard I I, I my suggestion to anyone listening to this would be to just keep doing it I I can't imagine you'd believe it on the first time if you're very deep in, but with a- You won't believe it on the first time. You're so right. Yeah. It, the more that you hear yourself say it to yourself and looking yourself in the eyeball, like really focusing on your eyes when you look at your reflection is really important because then you're actually looking into your soul. You're speaking to your soul. I love it. I absolutely love it. And if you can commit to doing that to yourself, then that's a promise you keep into yourself, which is evidence that you can trust yourself. See how they all go together? Right. Right. And then, so how does it work once you start really believing that and kind of connecting with that? Do you, like, does your vibration around money kind of naturally come a little more natural to you I guess well if you can alongside of that add in gratitude that we talked about before when we touched on you know picking up money in the street and being grateful to the universe for it so once you get into the habit of looking yourself in the eye and telling yourself you love you and you trust you at the end of the day or any time through the day when you do something amazing or when you how can you express gratitude to yourself? You know, I'm so grateful that I did that, that I went for that walk at lunchtime instead of just sitting in the in the cafe. You were talking about exercise before, right? So even if I only walked five or 10 minutes, wow, I did that. I did that for me today. Thank you for doing that for your body. You know, that gratitude that we giving gratitude to ourself is like we're loving ourselves. Wow. And really you can if you can grow your relationship with yourself. Now another thing that we can do in a mirror exercise and this is not definitely not easy for most of us as women is to be naked in front of the mirror. And actually be grateful for your body. You know, if you've had children, that amazing body has grown children and birthed them and fed them. And we take our bodies for granted. So the more that we can love upon ourselves and be grateful for our body. And another exercise, sorry, I don't want to throw too much at your audience. <laughs> One call. I'm loving it. Another exercise is when you're laying in bed at night, if you can't get to sleep, to start at your toes and express gratitude to yourself, to your toes. I mean, what do your toes do? They keep your balance when you're standing, you know? So be really grateful for them. Express it even internally. Oh, I love your toes. You're so amazing. Feet, I love you. You take me everywhere. I stand on you. You carry my weight you know, and actually go through and just body part by body part, including your internal organs, 
and just express gratitude. That's um that's so powerful. I've always heard about gratitude going hand in hand with money, but I always assumed it to be gratitude about, you know, <clears throat> thank you God for my computer, for the sky, for the water, for the rain. Never have I thought to be grateful for myself, like my being. That that's that's different for me. That's interesting. I have to try that and see cuz I, I, I think about myself really- it's really central to it because it goes back to that love and trust and confidence. Yeah. I can see how that can get very uncomfortable. I like just thinking about it. I'm like, I have to get in touch with myself now. I have to, I have to check in. And And, and like we said before, when you tell yourself you love yourself in the mirror, you won't believe it the first few times. You won't believe yourself when you express gratitude to all of your body parts, especially the parts we don't like as women. Mm. Yes. You know, imagine when you get to, I mean, I'm generalizing here, but a lot of women, we don't like our thighs, right? right? So imagine when you get up to your thighs and you're expressing gratitude for your thighs. You'll be like, really? Are you sure? Do it anyway. Go on to the next body part. That is very interesting. You and well, there's a little bit of discipline in there, and, a, and it, that shows again your commitment to yourself. Right. The first thing that comes to mind right now is kind of like the law of polarity, where I think, oh my goodness, what would happen if something just fell on my thigh right now and like ripped it to shreds? I would be so grateful for that thigh and so sad to miss it. So why, why am I, why can't I be grateful for it now before anything bad happens to it? You know, yeah. the first thing that pops into my head when you say that. That's, that's a brilliant analogy because we do, don't we? And yet we can get so down on ourselves because we haven't got the picture perfect body by the airbrushed models that we see. And, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not going down. But um, you see where I'm coming from is that the more that you can commit to doing those things to yourself, for yourself, that's a promise you're keeping to yourself that shows you can trust yourself. Oh, that's that's beautiful, Daphne. I, I, I had never thought about making those connections with money and, and freedom and and healing for 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 my listeners you know because money is a big 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 part of our lives as a matter of fact every time i get a, a new client that's one of the biggest objections it's, it's money and time and we all want to hold on to our money understandably because there's this very lack mentality around money but when you think of it that way it just feels so much limitless or just more loving I I, does that make sense it does and when you think about that money objection for clients coming to you you know that's when you love yourself and trust yourself and believe in yourself you realize at some point on your healing journey that you are worth investing in that investing in you is the best investment you can make yeah, I just have one more question for, for you, Davni. I'm so sorry. This, this just popped into my head. Um, okay, so because our listeners are, are going through traumatic experiences, I wonder, 
how can they tell, especially with money, when they're spending money from a, um, oh, I feel safe, this will come back to me, or from a, from a feeling of, I'm not good enough, I need to buy this makeup and this outfit and all these products so I can be more loved. Because I know that when I buy products, I think, oh, pretty, I want them. But what is the difference in like, I don't know, in your heart and your gut? Where, where, where is, where do you, how do you find that difference when something is really coming from, from you and it's, it's good. So you're not afraid like paying for a coach or paying for, you know, something that's really good for your soul and something that's kind of superficial. So with the, so great question with the superficial things, I need that makeup to feel good. Is that true? is that makeup going to make me feel good? You know, is that really true? So to really... Because oftentimes that comfort buying that we do is because of marketing through the media, isn't it? You know, we are... If you have this makeup, you'll be more beautiful. Therefore... Everything's going to be better in life. Is that true? Really? <laughs> you know, the more that we can actually ask ourselves that, is that really what I want? Is that really what I need? That's where I would start with that. You know, I want this makeup because that's going to make me feel better. Is that true? Is it going to make me feel better? I like that. And I guess that goes hand in hand with what you were saying earlier to really uh, be grateful for yourself and put yourself in that loving state toward yourself, because then you'll know yourself better. Yeah, we'll be able to tell, right? Yeah, you'll be able to tune into your energy more and know whether you're buying it as a as a crutch, or whether you're buying it because because it is going to help you on, on another level, you know? I mean, makeup's important to women, let's be honest. Right. For most women. Yeah, I love makeup. <laughs> I love makeup too. It's a matter of how much we need and whether we need, you know, whether we need what we need to wear each day or whether we need lots of it. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, I absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I started buying makeup at like my local grocery store and worked my way up to Sephora over here in the U.S. <laughs> and I'm sure there's another level I don't even know of yet. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. And then my last, my final question, Daphne, is a question I ask all my guests is... Do you believe that women can or people can heal from trauma and live happy, fulfilled lives free of, you know, financial debt, free of pain if, 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 they, if they choose to? I believe that, that we all have that potential. Yes. I am not 100% convinced that we ever heal. You know, I feel like sometimes there will be deeper layers of trauma that we haven't realized we have that pop up. I'm not sure that when we have experienced trauma that it's ever all done with. Um, 
I feel that we definitely can live a life full of potential and possibilities and be free from that influencing our everyday existence. Oh, I love that answer. That's it. I love that answer. It's, it's so true. Well, thank you so much, Daphne. Thank you. So awesome. Lovely chatting with you, Edna. Bye. Thanks, Daphne. Bye. Bye. Edna Estrada, if you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma. Lead.